Let's come together to pray 4.30 through 8.30 or 9 every last Friday of the month. For many years, we had it from 10 to 5 every last Friday stroke Saturday of the month. And then after a while, we said, let's make it all inclusive. I was the same person that brought the idea that let's make it all inclusive. People have always said it's about the nights because it was always scantily attended. But the very funny thing is the fact that I also said, I said, most likely these folks will still not come. Then he said, no, no, don't be pessimistic. What do you mean they will come? So, the first time we called it an all-evening prayer meeting, we were here. By five, it was a full house. We all prayed. Had a nice time, five through eight, thirty-nine. Said, ah, this is just the best. What you can do all night, you can do all day, all evening. This was the last time some of them attended church ever. And this was the last time some of them attended the evening prayer meeting. In all, I advise you and beseech you by the mercy of God that you stay focused and take advantage of church, what you hear in this place. In a couple of years, people will ask you and say, what have you benefited? When you say, you've not been coming, they'll say, oh, what about you who attend? Some years ago, there were just three left in the church. I, a sister, and Pastor Uzo. Just three of us would come to church. Wednesday Friday. Just three of us. She will sing, I'll preach, Uzo will sit there, and then Uzo will go downstairs and make a call to the end of the service. So essentially, we're just two of us. And I'll say to her, say, look, just take advantage of all you are hearing in this church. Because they will soon say, what has your attendance gotten you? What, what, what did you get from coming to this church? Said, be focused. Maintain a square life of consecration towards God and focus in your academic work. They will soon ask you. Take advantage of what you are hearing. We are, we are members of the church. It's not something which will debate or argue. They are simply backsliding. This is what it means. They are backsliding. Or maybe you put it in the progressive tense. They are backsliding. 
It is not new that Christians slide back from being family. I've been, a, I've been a Christian for several years. I became born again for the first time, 1980, when I was at from one, what we call GS1 now. Then it was from one through five. After many years, it became GS1 to SS3. Second school education I mean in Nigeria. Then I got born again, really, and again, and I was sure I was born again, 1986. I've been around a while. Essentially, we're talking about 33 years. Yes, 33 years. That Christians or believers like you and I slide, give up, lose that falter, weigh, throw in the towel of fervency is not new. Let's not spawn or spring surprises or, or reasons that surprise us why folks are not in church. It's just that they are backsliding. This is all. Let's look at the scriptures and see if it's, if it's from the word. At second Timothy Are you sure that you made it eventually today? Chapter number 4 and verse 10, we find, For Dehimas, Demas, Dehimas hath forsaken me, having loved this patient one. Dehimas has forsaken me. Let us look at this from the translations of the Bible. The message, for example, let's see the message. Dehimas chasing fads went off to Thessalonica, Thessalonica. And left me here. <laughs> Facts. Let's see one other translation of the Bible, Second Timothy 1 verse 10. The Bible in basic English. For the hymns has gone away from me for the love of this present life. This is in the Bible. This is not this is not something I'm trying to spring up. I'm not this is not a curse. I remember several years ago, I was at St. Forth, BLF St. Forth, I'll be there again. Uso has told me authoritatively that I'm preaching. I'm not even sure who preaches anymore, but then Uso has said, Revo, you are preaching this time. I said, thank you, sir. I'll be there. Thanks for the honor. July 6th. July 6th. I was at the Pandora BLF St. Forth some years ago. And I preach that unless there is a conceptualization and an actualization and a steadfast walk in the things taught 
that many of the believers or disciples were on their way to backsliding. They were very sad. It wasn't an interesting send forth. I didn't get the usual accolades. Revo, 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 revo after. They all looked at me, crossed eyes, sad. One guy, I'm not even sure whether he's alive or not. It's not, it's not, it's not really part of us. He just came to service. I remember he came to meet me. He said, Sir, why do you hate members of this fellowship so much? You are cursing them. I know he was very ill one time. I don't know. That has nothing to do with what I preached. But then I remember a brother in Lagos who is neither hot nor cold. He just yanked the microphone from the technical person and said, well, we all shall not backslide. If they all go back, I'll remain with the word. Whether he has remained with the word or not, <laughs> time is telling. Second Timothy 1 and verse 15. This thou know that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me. All they that are in Asia they have fled for combat. We are members of the church. They are backsliding. This is what it means. Don't get yourself mixed up or twisted. They've lost it. That is what it means. Acts 13, 13. Now when Paul and his company loose from Paphos, they came to Paga and Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned. He returned. He was almost sick. This caused crisis between Barnabas and Paul at Acts 15 from verse 36. That they actually split asunder over this issue because Paul felt that it was not good to take John. And the contention was so sharp, verse 39, between them that they departed asunder one from another. And so Barnabas took the same John Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. Eventually, Paul said that Barnabas was profitable. I mean, sorry, John Mark was profitable to him, basically, actually, later. Eventually, said that the man was profitable to him and that he should be brought unto him. Second Timothy 4 and verse 11, only Luke is with me. Take Mark, Mark, the same John Mark, and bring him with thee. For he is profitable to me for the ministry. That means at the point, Paul forgave him. Let's, let's look at the Bible again. These are, this is scripture. 
2 Timothy 3 and verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Perilous times. Look at the characteristics. Matthew 24 verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. You haven't seen anything yet. You have not seen anything yet. Things are this peaceful and persecution is miniature in town. What would happen if Boko Haram invades Glory Town? And it's possible. I've said this over again. People have said it's not possible. And I've said it is possible. It was never Boko Haram. We used to have Maitasini. We used to have some Gumi and some evil man sect. And some very slim pockets of jihadists and terrorists. Then the boys from the creeks, Ninja Delta Creek boys, some Ilaje militants on those states, Ogun State, Waterside. Then some Russells and Tribal clashes of Irene, Share, Southern Zaria, Jaws, Benue, skirmishes and deaths. They're from nowhere, like something's spiraling out of control. 2010, we see the assault of the Islamic sect tagged Boko Haram. And it's been from one battle to the other. Then here comes the Fulani headsmen. One devastation, one destruction of church to the other. And things are not going down. What if Fulani headsmen or Boko Haram invades Ilori town? Will you still come to church? Would you still attend church? First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 4. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the later times some shall depart from the faith. There's a possibility people are going to backslide. Unless you are steadfast. He will soon backslide. It's not anything new. It's not surprising. And they will give you excuses why they are not in church. Some very cogent, non-spiritual excuses. See church. What do you call them when they come on Sunday? Glory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bless the Lord, sir. I call it hypocrisy. I call it sheer hypocrisy. I look at them with, with a very sad. Just, these are just hypocrites. 
They're not in church. They just come on Sunday. One be church benches. Someone said, sir, you preach long. I said, it's not about preaching long. Many of these people have no heart for God. They've lost it a long time ago. They're just in this church because it's convenient for them. We don't tax them or challenge them for money. We don't pray to their private lives to say, this is the way to do it. We give them the word of God, we encourage them, we build them up, and that is just okay for them to live an uncensored and unspiritual life. So they come to church once in a while. Second Peter chapter 3 verse number 17. He therefore, beloved, seen ye know these things before, beware! He that thinketh he stand, let him take him as he falls. You'll be shocked you can backslide. You'll be shocked when you find yourself in a couple of years if you are not steadfast. If you are not consistent, if you are not, if you are not consistent, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You become very prayerless and light, loose-tongued, light-handed. You'll be surprised that she may not know what they do in church again in ten years from now. If you are not careful with your life, you'll be shocked. After you get married, you are gone. You will be shocked. You may be shocked. You may be surprised. Some years ago, a sister, I met a fervent, fervent CU sister. I'm not sure if anybody I know in the world circles has married a Muslim. I'm not sure. Who knows? Anybody who has married a Muslim before? Who knows? Anybody in the world circles who has married a Muslim before? You know, from BLF or Messi, BLF, Muslim person. Are you sure? Well, confirm. I'm sure there may be, but I don't know. But I know someone that was very fervent when I was at CU. So fervent! <laughs> Last time I saw her, she was dressed in a Muslim ceremonial regalia. Hijab. They call them hijabian sisters. So I was excited. The Alnoma greeted. Sister Mary or something. God, what are you doing? She turned away. I chased her. And I pulled her. I said, ah! Basically, I've seen Christians dressed this way. And they've said it's just for modest outlook. That is just ideal. I said, ah, sister. She said, it's a long story. I said, what's a long story? She said, it's a long story. It's a long story. I said, what's a long story here? What's your, what are you doing? It's a long story. What are, what, okay, okay, anyway, anyway, anyway. Instantly, I knew what was wrong. I said, you married a Muslim. 
said, no, it's not like that. I got pregnant for a Muslim. I said, it's even worse. It's worse. You didn't just marry a Muslim. You got pregnant for a Muslim. So, marriage was second. Pregnancy was the first. She was so backslidden. There was a lady. There's a lady too. I know. Okay, good. I know one lady who got, who, she's reading her master's now, who married a Muslim whom I had was in this church one time. I heard it was Dr. Mac that invited her to church and she came once and then she's now married to a Muslim full-fledged. In fact, I hear that the father is a church deacon and the mother is a deaconess but the girl married a Muslim. I remember her very well. You can become so backslidden that you, you turn to something else. You have to beware. You must beware. You must, you must mark your life with King Caution. I'm looking at the Bible and I see that if you don't, if you don't mark yourself carefully, it is easy easier than you think to backslide. And the reason is very simple. You are in the flesh that is not saved. The flesh is mortal of this earth. It is easier for the flesh to do the beating of the world than the of the world. This is not about demons or a spell or an attack. This is not Satan attacking your spiritual life. It is just easier to do things than spiritual things. It takes a lot of effort by the word and the influence of the spirit to do spiritual things and to do to do spiritual things and physical things. It is easier to get angry than to forgive. I've noticed it is easier to get angry and forgive. Unless you say, okay, as a child of God, I walk in my high places, then become it is easier by the power of the Spirit in the newness of life to do good than to do evil. You have the nature of God, the nature of good, the nature of power, holiness, and propriety of spirituality in you right now. It is easier to serve the Lord and serve the flesh. But if you are not careful, because you are in this mortal body, you may be surprised where you find yourself. So, we find this very fine scripture, Second Peter 3 and verse 17, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest evil you, evil you, evil you, evil you, like those who are unlearned and unstable, of verse 16, even you fall from your own steadfastness. First Corinthians 10 to let him that think at his time take heed lest he falls. Even you, even you, beware, beware. I must, I must guard my life. I must be, I must beware. Can easily slack out, can easily become unserious. Dry, drabby, dull. I can easily lose out on spiritual things. 
stop praying, stop coming to church, and you give legitimate reasons. Reasons why it is better to pursue frivolous things than God. Reasons why it is better to pursue decaying things than God Almighty cannot decay. Legitimate reasons why it is easier and better to pursue the temporal than the eternal. Legitimate sensible reasons and reasonable reasons why it is better to pursue things that you call yours than God who made those things you call yours. Are we not thinking in a very wrong way? The things that are are the detriment of the things that are not seen but are eternal. Sacrificing your God on the altar of mere gold. towards it. 
You're only working here. This assuming, assuming that the Bible teaches us it all ends here. What I'm saying doesn't make sense. Then let's just continue our rat race. Hustling, bustling, struggling, wobbling, hammering, making money, losing it. But it says this earth appears for a while. There's a place that endures forever. Only kingdom investments endure forever. Every other thing you are doing is temporal. Think about it. Your academic work, your marriage, your children, your mother, your father, your money, your body, your cosmetics, your car, your house, your pension, your pets, your status, your pension, your said to me before, they said, Rebel, what are you saying? What are you saying? You are the one that will say, labor, I pray. I pray, pray. Let me give. We can share no energy. Should we give or should we pray? <laughs> I'm working hard so I can bring money. You are saying I'm absent again. Choose one, sir. Hmm. Similar to what happened to Jesus at Matthew 22. Matthew 22 from verse 15. The story is also at Mark 12. 13 to 17. 
Then Luke 20, 20 to 26. Matthew 22 from verse 15. The same story is rendered in the synoptic gospels. Similarly viewing gospels. Mark 12, 13 to 17. Luke 20, 20 to 26. Matthew 22 from verse 15. Then, when the Pharisees, then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent out unto him their disciples with the hero there and saying, Master, we know that thou art true and teacheth the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of man. Tell us therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? Is it lawful? Just, just, there's nothing to answer. I have a question. And I want Revo to answer. Mm. Oh, let Revo answer. Oh, let Revo answer. <laughs> Is it lawful to give or not? They entangled him. They entangled him. They, they, they had entangled him in their own eyes. They thought they had entangled him. Eighteen. But Jesus perceived their wickedness. Ah, human beings. And said, why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought him a penny. They brought unto him a penny. And he saith unto them, whose is this image and signature? Who made this money? They see unto him, Caesar. Then he said unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. Nobody is saying don't go to school. Nobody is saying don't take care of your kids or your wife or your husband. Nobody is saying don't be responsible in society. We only say, Prioritize God with top notch importance. That if you die, everything you have called priority here will decay. When they had these things, when they had had these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. Prioritize God. Stand up. Let's close. Prioritize God with top notch importance. Let the things that are Caesar's be Caesar's. Let the things that are God be God's. Thank you, Jesus. Praise Him, worship Him. Thank Him for today. Adore Him. Just the tip of an iceberg. You must go back and pray. When you get back, please pray. Continue the prayer. Wake early. Wake at four, five. Pray two hours. Pray into the middle of the night. Pray. These are the days of backsliding and regression spiritually. Pray. 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 
Beware, lest ye also be led away of the fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Beware, 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 beware. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Pray some for your man, Balabarodo, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus.